From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Daniel Sellerson. D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra. Yeah. And the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Sallerson. Welcome into the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sallerson, a.k.a. Producer Dan. The Saints are off to a great start with a 2-0 record and look to improve to 3-0 against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. The Pelicans are now officially on the same campus as the Saints, unveiling their new 50,000-square-foot practice facility, and it is really nice. I'm telling you, I took a tour on Tuesday, and it is phenomenal. Training camp is right around the corner, which means the Black and Blue Report will be jam-packed with Pelicans and Saints news. It was hard to pick three great interviews from this week, as all of them were very good. But today, you'll hear interviews from Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans, Saints wide receiver Lance Moore, who has a big community event coming up, and ProFootballTalk.com's Mike Florio. Well, let's get right to the interviews. When we come back, we will revisit our interview with Tyreek Evans on the best of the Black and Blue Report. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in! He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. 
Welcome back to the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans got his first glimpse of the brand new practice facility. And on Friday, Sean Kelly caught up with Mr. Evans to hear his thoughts on the facility and the upcoming season. Sean? Tyreek Evans in Studio B with us for the Black and Blue Report this week. Good to see you, sir, and uh, good to see you in Pelicans Blue there as you, you guys are really working out hard before the camp starts. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I think it's a great thing for us to, to come out here early and get to know each other. I mean, uh, I think we got a great, a good team, you know, a good group of young guys, and uh, that's willing to work. I think when I met you over the summer, everything was so new, the news of the situation, everything. Have you been able to settle in a little bit? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you no, know, getting better. Uh, just looking for a house and things down, but other than just um, – Knowing the areas and, and getting around things like that has been better for me and uh, getting situated about New Orleans, but I'm very excited about it. I, I got the feeling when we talked over the summer, and I'll be at a brief conversation, that uh, a change of scenery, a fresh start, was really something that you really kind of needed at this point. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, throughout my career, I had a lot of changes, uh, whether it was coaches, um, you know, or, or, or new, new players trying to rebuild in Sacramento. So uh, coming here, you know, with the – with the idea they have and with the team we have, I think, you know, it's a great fit for me. Um, a lot of good guys, you know, all like to just play basketball and try to win games. So I think, you know, it's a great opportunity for me to start here. All right, I've been talking to some of your teammates, and they all sprinkle in some things that they really like about the new practice facility. For you, what is it about going to work there now? Oh, uh, man, it's just it's exciting. I mean, uh, the, the locker room is amazing. Um the floor, you know, the weight room is nice. And, um, you know, they got the hot tub, the cold tub, and everything running. You know, it's everything you need. You know, at the practice, you, you, if you need to do something, you can do it right in the practice. So, so that's pretty good. We had Dell Demps on earlier in the week uh, on the program, and he talked about really because of, of the new faces and all the new pieces and everything else that if there was one really like a number one goal with regard to training camp, he thought it was for this team to gel. Right. Um, that seemed to – be interesting because the Pelicans or the Hornets before that have, have always had new faces, but with the firepower, I guess, of this new roster, that would make total sense at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, like he, I mean, he said it the best. I mean, uh, he, he got a good team, you know, and uh, I think we can, you know, bond with each other and get to know each other. You know, we are good players, and, uh, you know, we just got to get to know each other a little bit more. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to you know, start now into training camp. So I think that if we just get going and working with each other, you know, as the season come along, we'll be a pretty good team. Two weeks away from camp, you uh, are you in shape? Are you in camp shape, I should say, at this point? Uh, definitely. I think I'm in camp shape. Um, I mean, it ain't easy. You know, it's, it's, it's hard work at the end of the day, but, you know, hard work pays off. So we out here running on the field, running up hills, you know. We, we feel like the Saints, you know, in the training camp. But, you know, we're working hard, and uh, we're trying to uh, do whatever it takes to be a better team. Eric, Drew, Chief, Alfaro Camino, you know, Anthony, all those guys, out, now that you've played a little more with them, do you, do you sense that this team's going to have an identity fairly quick, or is it going to take time? Uh, I think it can be uh, quicker than we think. I mean, uh, just because – I mean, uh, all uh, all the new guys that we that we brought in uh, pretty much know the game and understand it. So, I think it'll be real quick. You know, you know, um, probably you know midway through the season we'll we'll be right where we need to be. You know, and, and be in that playoff hunt. You know, that's what we all want. We want to we want to get to the playoffs and be be one of those top teams in the league. You know, and try to try to compete. So uh, that's what we're working on. I, I used to I used to want to always put guys into a, a little box and say, okay, so and so is a, a one, and so and so is a two, and well, he's the three. Look, I've seen I've seen all you guys play, not necessarily on the same team, but I've seen you all play over the last couple of years. 
I just love the fact that when I look at you, Eric, Drew, all three of you guys have experienced bringing the ball up. All three of you guys have the ability to go get your own shot. It, it's almost hard to put you guys in that traditional, well, you know, Tyreek's a two or he's a three or, or he's a one or, you know, maybe the only guy that you kind of almost say is just one thing, that's Drew Holiday yeah. as a point guard. But otherwise, it seems like everything else is pretty inter- interchangeable. Yeah, we got a lot of um, versatile guards on our team, you know, and that's what I think is going to be effective. It's going to help us and the bigs, you know, you know, especially the way we can create and all drive and get in the lane and, and get open shots for open guys, you know, like Ryan and, and uh, Eric and you know, other guys that's coming in the game. Uh, I think it's going to be just uh, all fun and, uh, you know, we all be happy about winning games. All right, some of your teammates you've played against, uh, some of them more than others. You know, have, has any of them, as far as you can tell, changed in the off season? It looks like, for example, it looks like Anthony's a little bigger, a little stronger. Yeah, he's definitely changed. Uh, you know, um, since you know watching his rookie year, um, you know, and his game changed too. You know, he's he's knocking down the shot, the mid range shot. Um, you know, he's he's getting the pick and roll better. He he's knowing how to read things better, and uh, it's just fun playing with him. Uh, a uh, big man like that that have all those tools is just, you know, it's hard to find. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Can't wait for camp to start. Yeah, I can't wait for the season to start. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can tell. I can tell. Tyreek Evans, everybody, right here on the Black and Blue Report. Man, I can't wait for training camp to get started on October 1st. Of course, we'll have training camp updates right here on the Black and Blue Report. When we come back, you'll hear from ProFootballTalk.com's Mike Florio. We'll be right back. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com, your first stop when following your teams. 
Our next guest is someone that you might recognize on NBC's Sunday Night Football broadcast, or you may read his columns on ProFootballTalk.com. On Thursday, Rob Nice chatted with Mike Florio. Take a listen. Now it's time to talk some pro NFL football, and we have to go to one of the best sources around the NFL, ProFootballTalk.com's only Mike Florio is on the line. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in Cleveland right now. Well, I guess that could go a bunch of different ways. But, uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> Browns fans are upset. They feel like the Browns are waving the white flag on the 2013 season. But I look at, at it as the Browns laying the foundation, seizing an opportunity to get the franchise quarterback that they have been trying to get since they re-entered the league in 1999. Look at what Drew Brees did for the Saints. The Browns now have the ammunition with the Colts' first-round pick and their own first-round pick wherever they land. They'll have the ammunition to try to trade up and get whoever it is that they may want, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever it is at the top of the class, the Browns will now be in better position to go get that guy. And we're talking about NFL football, just something uh, around the league, something besides the Saints right now, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns and the big trade of Trent Richardson, who was a third overall pick a season ago. He suffered some injuries, but a lot of fans think that he was not worth trading just yet. Uh, but but when you think about your franchise quarterback, could that franchise quarterback be Johnny Football going to Cleveland next season? It could be, but I, I don't know whether or not the Browns will be able to get him later in the draft. Will they have to package the Colts' first-round pick to trade up to get him? A lot of it depends on on the perception of Manziel, how the scouts view him, how he moves up the board. That game against Alabama on Saturday may have gone a long way toward proving to people that, yes, he is a legitimate NFL quarterback. He's an inch or so taller than Russell Wilson. Height shouldn't be an issue, as we've learned from Drew Brees. So, so it could be that the Browns want Manziel. It could be they want Bridgewater. But now they have that extra pick, which will be critical if the Browns don't finish in the top two or three. And what they may have to do now, we all assume the Jaguars are going to be the worst team this year, but who knows? The Jaguars may be number two, someone else may be number one, and the Browns may have to jump in front of the Jaguars. They can now do it with two first-round picks, two third-round picks, and two fourth-round picks in 2014. And the Jaguars are 0-2, and they have an aging uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, and their quarterback situation is not solidified with some of the fans even asking uh, to sign Tebow, which doesn't look like it's going to happen. If we can focus on the NFC South for a minute, the Carolina Panthers are 0-2 thus far this season. Uh, Cam Newton, it, it looks as if he's in his third year. He should be uh, 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 just coming around a little bit more and, and doing what he would want to do as the quarterback that we saw at Auburn, at the, as the quarterback that we saw somewhat during his rookie season. Th does it seem as if he's kind of tapering off a little bit? Well, you know, it's hard to tell because even though the quarterback gets most of the credit and most of the blame depending upon what a team does, you have to look at the quality around him. They don't have the high-end receivers. Greg Olson's a good tight end. Steve Smith still has some gas in the tank. Beyond that, it's kind of a mixed bag. The running game isn't where they'd like it to be, in part because Jonathan Stewart isn't available right now. And the defense is a work in progress. I love Luke Keekley as the middle linebacker, but you know, I still go back to 2011 after the lockout ended and a new financial system gets put in place, and the Panthers' first order of business was to give a bunch of big contracts to guys who had helped form the nucleus of a 2-14 and 14 team. It just confused me then, and I wonder whether or not they have enough players around Cam Newton to be competitive. I'm concerned how the defense was playing on Sunday at Buffalo down the stretch. It was almost as if they were playing not to lose. They let the Bills drive down the field with a bunch of dink-and-dunk passes, and, and I just don't think the Panthers have enough to complement Cam Newton. I think with a, the right supporting cast, he could be a winner. For now, it's going to be hard for him to pull it off. 
Somebody else who's also aging on that roster is wide receiver Steve Smith. He's been known for his speed, but but slowed down due to a few injuries and, and of course, father time, uh, father time as well. Uh, Tampa Bay, their quarterback situation, you get your your, your captain stamp, uh, your, your captain, uh, your your uh, your patch, I, should I say, your patch removed from your uniform. Does that do anything for the quarterback and show that the future is not there uh, for, for Freeman? Yeah, it, it does. And, and, look, this had been – fairly obvious between Mike Glennon arriving via third-round pick, he's the North Carolina State quarterback, that ultimately resulted in Russell Wilson transferring to Wisconsin a couple of years ago. Glennon comes via round three. Freeman doesn't have a contract extension. The, the, the only question is whether or not he gets traded, and I don't know whether a team steps up and says we'll take a chance on Freeman, but if a starting quarterback goes down with a torn ACL or another serious injury, I think someone would be picking up the phone, calling Tampa and saying, let us know if you want to move Josh Freeman, and then you try to get through the season with Freeman. But a lot of issues in Tampa, and, and losing tends to highlight and exaggerate any issues and problems that may be lingering in the locker room. Now, shifting the focus to our divisional rivalry with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Steven Jackson came in, and he had a great game against the New Orleans Saints, even though they lost that game. And he's showing some of the same things that he's shown in St. Louis, some flash, some, some breakout runs. But his team is really uh, depending on him to be there the entire game, let alone the entire season. How is his fit going to be for the Atlanta Falcons moving forward? Well, he's got that thigh injury that's likely going to knock him out this week. He may miss a couple of weeks. They need Jacquez Rogers and Jason Snelling to step up, and Snelling did. My big concern with the Falcons, they have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball right now, but my big concern with the Falcons is their inability to hold leads. We saw it in the playoffs. They blew a 20-point lead to the Seahawks, came back and won. They blew a 17-point lead to the 49ers, which knocked them out of their chance to get back to the Super Bowl. And then last week they were up 24-3 at the half, over the Rams, and they had to hold on to hold off St. Louis. So that defense needs to do a better job of holding leads. They've got the firepower, even with Jackson injured. I'm concerned about the Falcons this week, though. That offensive line, especially on the right side, a work in progress, and you've got a very good Dolphins defensive front. could be a long day for Matt Ryan in South Florida. Talking with Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. Now, you mentioned Seattle. Seattle and, and San Francisco, they have pretty much been pegged as the top two teams in the NFC. Do you believe that to be true, and where do you place the Saints in that ranking? I, I, I think it's too early to make broad proclamations. I, I think the Seahawks are going to be impossible to beat at home. The challenge for the rest of the NFC will be when, when the Seahawks roll into someone else's building beat them enough times so the road to the Super Bowl doesn't go through CenturyLink Field. I think the 49ers, even though they're licking their wounds after losing by 26 at Seattle, are still very good. The NFC is very top-heavy now. The NFC is like the AFC used to be, where there are a lot of great teams, and the Saints, a lot of people overlook them, but I, I said all offseason, wait, you look at all the turmoil from last year, Sean Payton is suspended, you have the interim head coach, the interim to the interim head coach, historically bad defense, and the Saints were still 7-9. and nine. It doesn't take much improvement to turn the Saints back into a playoff team, and I think we're already seeing that the quality of the team that they can be, the key is going to be winning away from home because just like the Seahawks, Saints very hard to beat in the Superdome, and you want to get as many playoff games at home as possible. And I think the Saints have a real good shot at getting to the playoffs. The question is, will their record be good enough that they stay home or that they go on the road? 
we shall see. Uh, moving on with, with NFL week, regular season number three. Mike, we'll get you out of here. These questions, one for the offensive end and the other on the defensive end. Uh, on the defensive end, how do you feel that the players are adjusting to, to the amount of uh, penalties being called uh, with spearing or with targeting or with hitting below the legs and hitting with head-to-head uh, -head hits? Uh, and on the offensive end, do you think that this college-style offense that Chip Kelly is running can sustain in the NFL? Well, on the defensive side, a lot of players aren't adjusting to the rules, whether it's illegal hits against defensive receivers, whether it's use of... Now, the use of the crown of the helmet, that, that has been a rule that the players have adjusted to for the most part. There's only been one penalty that should have been called. It wasn't called. It should have been called on Redskins safety Brandon Merriweather for putting the crown of his helmet into the head of Packers running back Eddie Lacy. That got Merriweather fined 42000 So the players have adjusted to that one. But the hits on defenseless receivers continue to happen. Fines continue to be levied. I don't see that changing because you've got players playing full speed, and it's impossible to completely miss hitting a guy in the head or neck area when you're playing full speed. And on offense, speaking of full speed, this Chip Kelly approach, it's got some advantages, but it's got some very significant disadvantages. They have a hard time holding leads. They have a hard time milking the clock. You know, late against the Chargers, driving down the field to tie the game with a field goal. They went down the field 80 yards in like 80 seconds or something like that, and they left enough time on the clock, a minute and 50 seconds, for the Chargers to go down and win the game. So I don't know that this, that this default notion of go, 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 go is going to work at the NFL level. It may work well at the college level. It's not going to work at the NFL level. And Dwight Freeney of the Chargers has said, and he'll say this in an interview that airs tonight on NBCSN, that he thinks quarterbacks won't survive in that offense because they're going to get hit way too many times. Well, some of the biggest runners besides Russell Wilson, RG3, and Michael Vick, they have shown that they cannot stay on the field the entire game, the entire season, running a, an offense where the quarterback is somewhat of a running back in that style. Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. We thank you for your time and tuning in to the Black and Blue Report. You have an awesome weekend and some great games. I'm sure we'll call you back to get some of the inside scoop throughout the season. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Coming up next, Lance Moore talks about his upcoming football camp for her event right here on the best of the Black and Blue Report. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is, yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience, great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. 
Healthcare with peace of mind. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. This is the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Lance Moore joined the show earlier this week to talk about his upcoming football camp for her, which raises awareness for breast cancer. Here he is with Sean Kelly. Well, you know, since I started doing the Black and Blue Report and, and not only doing the basketball side, but the football side too, I've started to figure out the guys that I really enjoyed interview more than anybody else. And uh, Lance Moore is one of those guys. He's probably sick of seeing me now after games and getting ready for games. But um, I'm glad you stopped by today because sure enough, we run into each other the other day and you talked about this great event coming up. And uh, it sounds fantastic. What is it? Football for her? Football camp for her, right? Yes, the third year that we're doing the football camp for her here. Um, and, and, you know, it's an exciting event. It's a, it's a great opportunity for us to raise money for breast cancer awareness, um, women only. Uh, we have a great time. And in the past, it's been an information only type thing. And, and this year, we're going to um, get physical and do, do some things on the field. And um, hopefully these ladies will uh, improve their knowledge of the game. I think the getting physical part is probably something the ladies <laughs> suggested the first couple times around. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, it's funny you get there and these women know so much about the game already. You know, you're kind of um, reviewing things with them, you know, as, as far as, you know, the, the formations and, and personnel groupings and positions and things like that they already know it so you know being able to get them out there and, and doing some physical things would be great were you surprised the first time that you started doing this that they did know so much uh no no, no. i mean because the, the the fan base here in new orleans is so passionate especially the women um they're, they're so knowledgeable and, and understand so much about the game already um you know they do their homework for sure all right so october is breast cancer awareness month this is a great kind of kickoff to that the date is September the 24th, if I'm not correct, at the uh, North Shore Harbor Center in Slidell. How best can folks get signed up for this? They can go to the website. It's footballcampforher.com, and they can get signed up there. Um, this one in Slidell is the first one, and we're also going to have them in New Orleans, um, Lafayette, um, Shreveport, hopefully, and uh, a couple other places. So stay tuned for those. Who else is involved? I know you're not doing this alone now. No, no, no. I can't handle I can't handle all those women by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have uh, Pierre Thomas is coming out. Cam Jordan's coming out again. They did a great job for us last year. And uh, we're also going to throw Kenny Stills in there for a little bit, do some autograph signings, and hopefully we can get him to stick around and hang out. Yeah, I, I'm glad you get the rookie involved in that because I think that if you start them young like Kenny is, they will grow into civic-minded players like yourself cam and 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 pierre i mean yeah don't they have so. to follow somebody's lead on that yeah they do but but you know one of those things that the young guys don't quite understand is is how great of a place this is to play how great the fan base is and and you know we can we can count on them they can count on us and um something that you know you kind of have to show them is breast cancer awareness the fight against breast cancer something that's near and dear to you is that why you're so involved with this project um yeah i mean it's not necessarily breast cancer but just cancer in general mm -hmm. um and and you know since the NFL does such a great job with breast cancer and, and you know, something that pretty much everybody can, can relate to, um, you know, it's a great way to, to, to raise some awareness and, and raise some money for uh, something that's going to be here for a long time. Quick thought. 
before I let you go, 2-0 start, um, it could have gone the other way pretty quick. Can you can you, can you you get your arms around the fact that you're a play away or two away from being 0-2 as opposed to 2-0? and Well, I mean, it's it's so tough to win in this league. I mean, you know, anytime you're 2-0, and you're definitely excited about it, but you realize how close you could have been to, to being 0-2 or at least 1-1. One and, one. Um, and, and, you know, we've done what we can um, so far uh, to, to try to, you know, right some of the wrongs that we've had, correct those mistakes, and, and make sure that we can continue on the right path. And, uh, you know, they don't always come easy. So, you know, we'll take them. All right. Um, good stuff. Again, it's footballcampforher.com. The event, you stop me if I get this wrong, the event is on September 24th in Slidell at the North Shore Harbor Center. Proceeds going to uh, breast cancer awareness. Awareness and research. And right? research. There yep. we go. Thank you. And it is going to be, uh, ladies, you should know, this isn't just chalk talk. Or up against the uh, the whiteboard, this is going to involve on-field physical activity as well. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> God bless you for this. I, it'll be a great event. I'm sure it'll be a good crowd, too. You want to get signed up quickly because I know those spots are going to fill up fast. Yep. I'm glad you brought this to our attention, and uh, we'll look forward to the event. Sounds good. Lance Moore here on the Black and Blue Report. Again, the website is footballcampforher.com. It's Lance, Cam, Pierre, and Kenny Stills, too. Boy, there's a group and a half. And guys, I know you're jealous. Well, maybe maybe we'll come up with an event for you down the road or something. Or, or, or maybe not. Anyway, we're back after this. For more information on the event, log on to footballcampforher.com. Don't go away. More to come right after these messages. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report.
Well, that'll do it for this weekend's Best of the Black and Blue Report. Coming up on Monday, Rob Nice sits down with Malcolm Jenkins to talk about his taste of New Orleans event. We'll also recap Sunday's Saints vs. Cardinals game. We'll start getting you ready for the Pelicans training camp, which starts on October 1st. And we'll also get you ready for the Saints Monday night matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Well, for Sean Kelly and Rob Nice, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.